90% of agents don't follow up a third time. And we know that conversion happens between follow-ups five and 12. So it's getting back to the foundations, like back to our calendars. Are you action blocking? Are you actually showing up? Are you, do you live by your calendar? Because, you know, show me your calendar and I'll show you your paycheck. You know, what activities are you doing every day? Have you fallen off of the discipline that we didn't really need the last three years, but we absolutely, it's mission critical today. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui, and I'm here to interview Jennifer Weiner from the Weiner Group from Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm really excited to hear about her volume and her business and you know, how she's been running a top team. Jennifer, how's it going? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here too. The, so, um, I, we got to talk a little bit offline that you definitely, you listen to some old, old episodes of our podcast before. How long have you been listening to our podcast? Oh my gosh. Probably like four years because I that's when I really became a podcast junkie or going yeah. on five. <laughs> four years going on five. That's great. We, I, the, I love getting to interview listeners when we finally get on here. When did you get into real estate? It was 2003. So the end okay. of 2003. So really 2004 was my first year. And where was that? So um, we, I was um, finishing up school in uh, Long Beach, uh, Cal State Long Beach, and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just knew that. And then we had friends that were flipping homes there, and I kind of did the math, and both of my, um, the mortgages added up together was less than my rent in Huntington Beach. So I'm like, why not just get my license and invest and be an agent and, you know, didn't really have a focus plan and not like a team growth plan, but um Grew my business as an investor and then as an agent and then a team leader. So the 2003, 2004 in California, housing market's going pretty pretty good. How long did you stay? Now you live in Scottsdale, but how long did you stay out in California? Oh, I, um, I, so I grew up in Riverside, California, and I got out of there when I was 18 um, to the beach. And, you know, for, and then in 2003, we moved here and I have never been back. So I go back to visit my family, but I don't miss uh, all the traffic and, taxes and you know but i love the beach <laughs> got it all right so you started in real estate out in arizona and then what was the first few years as an agent like for you well they were great um i thought it was donald trump i was like uh building luxury homes i was um working with a lot of investors buying multifamily. and then 2007 kind of was like the quiet year and then 2008 everything it dropped you know, yep. short sale and 70% of our market was distressed here in Phoenix. So we were one of the biggest culprits. So we definitely had to pivot and pivot fast. And, you know, the markets change a lot <laughs> since then. And it's changing in a way I've, I've never seen it change before. Like the industry itself, not just the market, but the industry. And um, just we're having to evolve and leverage better on virtual assistants and technology and systems for everything and just being a master of like human resources. So it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah. Yeah. 2008, like the you know, Phoenix, there was like 75% 
price drops. I mean, there's the quiet year of everybody. The quiet year kind of like the last, uh, back in 08, feels a lot like, you know, the last six months where like some stuff is still happening, but it's pretty quiet in Texas. I think it's pretty quiet in Fe- in, in the Phoenix area. I think you guys are up to like, I don't know, like 10 or 11 months of inventory right now. You it's know, not it's, that bad. It's um, actually, our supply is terrible. And we like, so like, it was like June of last year when it was just like the apocalypse. And we have seen about 45% sale, less sales year over year, but we're still getting five, 6,000 sales. But the problem, and it's not just for us, it's for nationwide, is just the inventory. We, um, we are seeing inventory drop and we're also seeing demand pick up. And out of 17 major cities, the middle, the, uh, there's only five that are buyer's markets. The rest are either balanced or seller's market. So it's crazy because it's changing and it's changing fast. And you're just having to stay on top of these trends, like almost literally daily. Yeah, it is changing fast. I'm going to see if I can pull up some of the Phoenix stats as we're, as we're going, as I like to look at the different charts that are out there. So what did you, so what, so you pivoted back in 08. So you went from like, so you had a lot of stuff that you were investing in that was doing really, really good. And then, you know, the market started slowing down and everything became distressed. So what did you do to uh, pivot during that time? So I, um, really had the bright idea of getting into network marketing. <laughs> now I never quit real estate. So I was always doing real estate. Um, not, I, I learned a lot actually, but uh, definitely not for me. I got into commercial real estate. That was not like my, so I did get into short sell and, um, REO and, you know, I did fairly well. Now, if I would have gotten in a year sooner, I would have done that much better. But, um, a lot of our short sell clients that we were able to help, you know, grew into buyers and sellers and referrals and, and then when the market pivoted back in 2011, I was already getting out on video and SEO and Google and kind of being um, found online. And um, then, you know, investor found me. I think we flipped 50 homes that year and started using our listings to grow more buyer business and uh, really started the team in 2014. That's when I intentionally said I'm going to start a real estate team and hired my first buyer's agent who I still have today, you know, and uh, so it's really been in the, out of the last two years I've been out of production. So the last two years I've been strictly team leader, have a title company, um, have insurance company, have revenue share. So with different buckets of income. Yeah. So the, and it sounds like when it really took off for you, so you were like, so you were, you were in the grind of real estate for like 10 years. So you're working and you're putting it out there and you're doing the, the social media and you're doing the things. It sounds like you found an investor or investment company that they were able to now bring you kind of guaranteed listings. Let's say if you did a good job, you're going to keep getting them. You got 50 listings through that and decided, okay, now you're going to figure, but everyone's calling you and saying, Hey, can you show me this one? Or can you show me another one? You're like, no, I'm just a listing agent. So then you decided to grow a team, hire people to be, I guess your sign leads or your, your buyer's agent, take those leads and get to start growing, um, growing that. So is that, a, that was about the jumping off point. Like when, once you realized you yeah. had a niche and then more leads were coming in, you decided to bring on some more team members. Yeah, I mean, it was never my intention to trade time for money for the rest of my life because I'm I'm like a morbid person. I think about like my funeral and like, you know, what I want people to say when I'm there. And I'm like, I don't want to just be, you know, helping. I love helping buyers and sellers, but it's been a lot more gratifying, growing, building, helping other agents build their careers. And I just never want to do the same thing forever. You know, it's like I love to like be in that building, that growth, that you know, pouring back, I'm blessed to be um, at a part in the industry that where I'm able to give back to agents. 
But I mean, I will say I, I loved production. I loved going after the listings, especially. <laughs> I love flipping homes. I still love flipping homes. Um, so, you know, I always have a passion for, you know, real estate and beauty. <sighs> yeah. So let's talk about your team, like 2020, 2021 to like beginning of 2022. What was it looking like? Um, where are they getting their leads from? What was their volume like? Was it, you know, how much is sphere? How much was buyer leads, seller leads? Like, just tell me about the whole business plan during that time. How was everybody doing it? What was the thing that was working? Yeah, so I, I run my business off traction. So I have a leadership team run, um, you know, sales, marketing, finance. Um, and But I will say having to build the leadership team, I, I pretty much demolished my leadership team March of this year and rebuilt it. And I could not have done last year what I did without the leadership team I have today. So 2021 was still in that building of the right core values, you know, returning to the leadership team on out to the agents. Now we still had a good year, but um, it was uh, it, last year. I'm a lot more proud and confident to where we are at year over year from 2021 to the end of 2022. And I will say that mainly it's because uh, the market got bad. And when the market well, you know, like deteriorated fast, we had to inspect what we expected. We couldn't just have like crazy expenses on our P&L that we didn't attend to. We had to make max efficiency and optimize our business and every single way from marketing to coaching to training to finances. And so that's made me a better team leader, a better business owner than I was when the, when it was just good. In 2020, like we all had a little bit of egos that year because, you know, it's like, Oh, netted a million bucks off my team. Great. Like, it's amazing. But 2021, it's like some of that ego started to show up in like mistakes that we were making, you know, as we were building the team. Yeah. So right now, a lot of agents are out, are out there trying to get, um, trying to figure out what to do. Right. So I talked to an agent yesterday that in November, he sold 20 houses. And right now he has one house in, in escrow. Right. So he was doing 20 a month and now he is doing one a month. And uh, Scottsdale is kind of a market leader where you start to see trends before other places. Right. Like Sacramento, Scottsdale, they've been like trend leaders where if something happens here, it won't happen in Idaho until like six months after California and Oregon doesn't happen until six yeah. months after California. Uh, but you're seeing some of the stuff quicker out there. So what advice would you give or have you guys seen this yet? What advice would you give to somebody like that that says, Hey, I've, you know, we've been doing our plan, but now we're going from 20 to one, did you guys, have you guys experienced that over the past six months? And then what pivots or, or recommendations are you giving to people on how to survive or thrive during this? Well, we all, I don't care if you've been in the business one year, two years or 20 years, we're all new agents. We're all new team leaders in this industry. And we got lazy. Like, I don't care. Everybody, most people like fell off of the, the foundations of, of business. Cause I feel like right now, with what, how we're pivoting our team to prospecting for two hours a day, follow up for another hours a day, hitting the phone, don't hide behind email, don't hide behind text messages. Our, my AI can outperform you. And 90% of agents don't follow up a third time. And we know that conversion happens between follow-ups five and 12. So it's getting back to the foundations, like back to our calendars. Are you action blocking? Are you actually showing up? Are you, do you live by your calendar? Because, you know, show me your calendar and I'll show you your paycheck. You know, what activities are you doing every day? Have you fallen off of the discipline that we didn't really need the last three years, but we absolutely, it's mission critical today. And having that discipline and then having a plan, you know, your plan for growth. 
And we just run off of a 135 business plan. It's at, there's VTO and traction. Very simple. We run our years every quarter. So every quarter is like we have quarterly goals. And of course, we have the annual. But we know what our big rocks and the most important things to focus on um, on a quarterly basis. So... Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used LineDesk. I've used Conversion. And I think follow-up boss gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow-Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Sorry. So so I I like the way that you broke that up. So you're, you're telling your agents now, like, here's the time blocking. You're going to do two hours a day of prospecting and then you're going to do an hour a day of follow-up. And you got to make sure that you don't give up after three. Like it's it's the follow up, the follow up, the follow up, and keep going. And it, uh, I mean, agents were so busy a year ago, right? You knew the people were going to call you. Like yeah. you didn't have to really follow up with people because you know, and, and, and sometimes you didn't want them to. Cause you're like, all right, they're not going to write a strong enough offer. So so who knows, right? That's just a. It wasn't. It, it, there was a lot of pros and cons to the market we saw a year ago. It's so like when you're telling handlers, what are those? What are objections? <laughs> Yeah, like, right. Oh, like practicing the coaching. Hundred grand over. Oh yeah, I'll list my house. Oh great, I have twenty offers. It just got easy. You know, there was no objection handlers. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was no objections. Everything just worked. Every like everything just sold for more, and um, and the buyers were happy, the sellers were happy. So, what sort of prospecting are you guys doing? 
So the, when you tell them to go do prospecting, what's the advice you give them? What are like the scripts or the things that listeners right now could go try in their market? Well, we, you know, every agent's going to have their different pillars of business. So we have about 45% of our business is Zillow. And a lot of those are Zillow nurtures. And a lot of those, and we have a database right now of about 70,000. And those are past clients. Those are open house um, clients. Those are, um, those are Zillow nurtures or Google pay-per-click nurtures. You know, we've had, we have a lot of different pillars of business, but mainly at Zillow, it's, um, it's a lot of sphere. We do a lot of sphere working for referrals off our past clients and sphere. Um, and then we do a lot of still open house lead generation. And then we do have a segment that is like our inside sales department um, with expired for sale by owners um, for our listing leads. Yeah. So um, if, if you're targeted, so you're just going to target most of the time when agents like that, like have done business come to me and I'm like, okay, where do we start? Like, I want to get this lead source, a social, you know, I want to run some Google pay-per-click ads. I want to do this, but I'm like, where are your, how, how many people are in your database? Okay. What are you doing for them now to follow up with them? And like some agents I met this morning, they had 1500 people in their database that are past clients, fear, referral partners. And I'm like, out of that 1500, if you have about a 10% turnover, which is pretty, um, if you're, if you're working your database, right, you should be able to get you'd be, you'd have 150 sales a year. And so as they're growing their team, I'm like, you don't need all these new lead sources. I was like, you have enough here for 150 deals to grow your team. So yeah. really start where you're, you have like the most warmest leads and making sure you're just loving on them. You're following up with them. You know, you have your pipeline, your top 10, you always know like that pipeline always needs to be filled no matter how busy you get. It's great. So you've got 70,000 leads and you've collected them for a long time since 04, right? Like the, and so you're getting, you're taking the Zillow leads and regardless of where it goes, whether they become a buyer, because sometimes people don't like those leads, those incoming leads, because they're like, well, they're not serious yet. But being able to put them in as a slow nurture of somebody, you know, two years, some Zillow leads are great, some aren't. I just know, but like, I think a lot of those get thrown away. Like the, the lead gets tossed out, but you're saying you don't let any contact get tossed out. They become part of your nurture. What, uh, what CRM do you use? We use follow up boss. Cool. So you've got, you got follow up boss. And then what, what's something, what's, what do you like about that CRM? I love the integration. So I love when tech communicates with each other. So we have an open to close for a transaction management system, which integrates into follow up boss. So we don't have to manually add all these details. Um, it integrates with Zillow. So when we do uh, um, when we do uh, an update there, it updates Zillow. So we're not having to do double the work, and we do um, we don't we don't we don't want to use fifty systems. So if we have like five solid systems for both our operations and sales team, less that's like you know perfect. So we're not so we're as efficient as possible. Cool. So the advice you're giving people right now is whatever you have with the database you have right now, start working that database because you should be able to get 10% of that database buying a house, you know, each year as they're, as they're rolling through. So find that database, start using a system, start doing that follow-up. Um, what do you think if somebody hasn't really done it yet, right? Like what's, what are like a, a couple of the first few follow-ups they can be doing? Like, so some people are like, yes, I've got a thousand people in my database. All right. I'm going to go put it in a CRM. How do I start this conversation? You have any ideas of like some emails or some texts or things like that that are, they're just simple content to deliver out there. You know, I, um, I've always been a fan of the client party. We've been doing it forever, 
but it's it's incredibly when you use your vendor, so your lender, your title, you have it at a um, restaurant, a Top Golf, and they all chip in. We like the movie theaters um, just because people don't have to know each other. Um, but you know, those events usually cost us between five hundred and a thousand total for three hundred people. But the magic is in the invite. So first of all, I like you know something a tagline like "Hey, blast from the past." Yeah, it's Jen. You you know, a lot of times they're, you know, they do remember you and, you know, you don't even have to apologize. You know, sometimes we fall out of, uh, but having to, the, to invite them like, Hey, you know, I really wanted to get back to our clients. We're going to do a big event. Um, we're going to um, have a charity there. We always have a charity there. Um, but I'd love to see you, you know, and then, you know, you can get into some forward questions, but it's, you know, who doesn't like to get invited to a party. And when you're yeah. doing that, it's not like you're asking something of them when you haven't been in touch and it's just a warm way to get them back, you know, in your database, in your pipeline, in a normal cadence of follow-up. Yeah, I like that. So the, cool. And then, um, so you've talked about like f following up and then, but also the outbound prospecting. So the outbound prospecting of calling for sale by owners that are expired right now or expired listings right now. And there's a lot more of those, right? There's a lot more of those that aren't, I mean, for sale by owners were selling a year ago. Like they were like, why do I need an agent? I'm getting offers anyway. Um, but what is the, what script are you doing to, to, for sale by owners right now when you have your people do outbound calling, uh, or do expires? Um, you know, we're not really, I would say hitting the FISBOs when we have our inside sales department that called, but I mean, I would say like one of the things that our agents are doing to get listings today, when we talked about that database is a real estate review and this comes out of the book, Ninja Selling. And it's really, you're calling all your past database to, you know, hey, how, you know, get into Ford, how's family, you know, um, you know, once a year, I provide a service to all my clients and we review all your real estate holdings. So what your, what the current market value would be, what the refinance rate would be, what your home would rent for short term or long term, just so that you have a good understanding of your finance, your real estate wealth, you know, and a lot, and if you're able to get into people's living rooms, it's a, it's a, like a 56% conversion rate to some sort of business, whether it be a referral, they buy an investment property, they sell and buy, but it's also just a great professional service. So when you're an agent, that's, you know, be, you know, your unique selling proposition isn't that I just do one sale and buy, but you're creating that like value proposition of what it's like to be a long-term client of mine. And so um, that's one thing I would say to get, um, to get listings right away. Now, as far as expireds, I really did grow my business from expireds. Um, there's a lot of good scripts out there, but if you're able to just, if you're going to dedicate the time to that, it has to be something you're going to do consistency and long-term. So if you're not willing, or if you want to grow other avenues first, I wouldn't, um, you know, suggest like trying to like add so many different buckets. Like I'm going to call FISBOs and expireds. I'm going to call my database. I'm going to call, you know, my open house leads. You know, that's a lot. So start with one, build really good cadence with that, and then, you know, start adding those extra pillars. Real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui. Thank you for letting me interrupt for a second. I've got something really, really important to talk about. You know how last year we kept talking about that mastermind? What is the mastermind? What are we talking about with that mastermind? Last May, there was like 60 or 70 people of you listeners that had never met, flew out to Austin, Texas. We all hung out at this awesome event center and we spent a couple days with some great guest speakers. 
talking about skills and strategies to succeed in real estate. And then we had these mastermind tables where everyone rotated, everyone got to meet everybody, everyone got to provide value. Some of the agents there had only done one or two deals ever. Some of the agents there had done hundreds of deals and they all got to interact and help each other build their business and build their strategies. And I've heard so many stories of friendships that came from that, of referrals that have come from that. There were six or seven people at that one that heard me talk about doing an Ironman and we all did an Ironman together in, in North Carolina last month and we had never even met before the podcast live so the it was it's, it's been such such a cool experience the i would love it for you guys to come today's march 6 through 8 it's sign ups right now go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind we also have a room block set up it's three days downtown austin great really cool hotel really cool uh, convention center that we're going to be hosting it and we're gonna get a chance to i can't wait to meet you guys i can't wait for you to meet other listeners i can't wait for you to develop these new interactions and really what we're teaching yeah last year was like how do you make a business better but the market was just starting to turn and i was trying to give some people some advice of what to do when it when it was happening now it has turned and this time we're gonna be talking so much about how to pivot and what to do next so uh, again i hope you signed up for the mastermind sorry for such the long advertisement but i can't wait to meet you ibendigital.com forward slash mastermind Yeah. What's something you wish you would have known uh, when you first got started in real estate that you know now? How important coaching and masterminding is. You know, I was kind of, it wasn't as popular back then, but I was kind of an island. I was like kind of a lone wolf. You know, I had like an assistant, but, you know, I wasn't putting myself in rooms where I was the dumb person, you know, and um, when I got into coaching. 2008 was like my first year in coaching, real um, REO coaching. But I saw that that collaboration was so like mission critical. I wouldn't have been able to do what I did in the REO space had it not been for that mastermind group. So it, um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as I've grown, I've evolved it to like find even better masterminds. Um, but, uh, and having a coach, and, you know, I have a I have a therapist, I have a life coach, you know, it's like having a coach for your business. It's just so important to have that tribe. Yeah. Having guidance from people. And the cool, the cool thing about masterminds too, is there's like, you know, there's coaches, there's paid coaches, then there's like mentors. And then there's also like peers that are in the same space. Mm -hmm. um, we have our, the real estate rockstars mastermind is in uh, two months. You know, it's March 6th through 8th in Austin where agents come from all over the U S and, and at least you know, three quarters of the people that showed up last year, they'd never been to a mastermind before. This was their first time of actually getting to sit with their peers. And it's, um, and it's a really cool experience. It's a really cool. And the first mastermind I joined in 2015, when I joined GoBundance, it helped me take my business to the next level because I finally had some peers to talk to that I could get advice from and say, Hey, this is working really well in my business. Uh, but this I'm struggling with. And they go, Oh yeah, I've done that before. This is how I solved that. And it's a, um, you know, having a paid coach is great because they, you know, if you're paying somebody, you're going to reach out more often. You're going to make sure you do the stuff. You're not going to have it be a waste of money, right? And they're going to be very specific to giving you guidance. And the benefit of a mastermind type environment is you get to help each other. And when you get to help each other, there's a different level of fulfillment too. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, especially right now as we're, as we're still getting people to come sign up and come join us out in Austin, but we'll have a bunch of great speakers, but three days of it is really just interactive masterminding where we've got, you know, guides that come in and help us 
uh, facilitate uh, the mastermind. So tons of fun coming up that way. Now, how about when you think back to all the podcast episodes, do you have a, a favorite episode you listen to or a favorite tip out there that when you heard on the podcast, you actually started applying it in your business? Gosh, it's hard to pick because I, I know we, before we got on camera, we were talking about the one um, that the Tracy, Tracy Tudor episode was a pretty funny one. Yes. But it was kind of like, I don't know, the thing that stands out about me is like knowing your numbers. <laughs> it's like, the, like yep. when somebody didn't, but how important it is to know your numbers. So knowing what your, you know, cost per lead is, knowing, you know, how many dial contacts your team's making on a day, knowing, um, you know, what your goals are, you know, for baseline, midline, dreamline. And so, um, and, you know, even just as we get in depth in coaching, like knowing your costs and, um, you know, so efficiently in that finance department. It's not, I think real estate agents are really good at 3% commissions, but not good at knowing what profit margins are. So, yeah. um, but yeah, knowing, knowing your numbers has been one of the big things that has definitely stood out to me and hearing that thread a lot through, you know, many of your guests that are successful. Yeah. Yeah. And attraction is really good for that too, right? You talked about having EOS as a, as an operating system as from the book traction, but EOS is the operating system where it's all about, you know, goals. And so as you're thinking about that right now, like you guys have just determined what your 2023 goals are, like, could you, would, could you share some of those? So as, as a team, you, cause you talked about like midline, top line, dream line, right? Like, like what are those and what's, and if somebody has never done goals before, what, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm like looking just because I just wrote them down <laughs> and they're not yeah. cemented into my head. Um, and, uh, we actually kind of increase them. Uh, so yeah, based on, um, so we took uh, a look at like where we want, where we're at, you know, last year, where we're at this year with our agents. And we looked at our agents goals and looked what they wanted to sell. So as we had the collective, like adding up of what they just, all the agents currently on our team, what they want to sell. And uh, they're not pie in the sky numbers, but you know, some of them might not meet goal. Uh, but we rolled all those numbers up and compared where our, where our goals were aligned with them. And luckily if they hit all their goals, then we'll hit, we'll more than hit Dreamline. But for baseline, it's uh, 408 homes sold, $268 million of volume, 800 in our referral network. Midline is 469 units, $308 million in volume, um, 1,000 in our network. Dreamline is 325 million, 500 units, and 1,300. So I feel that we set very realistic goals, especially based on how many agents we're recruiting every month. And we're, you know, on goal to be. How many agents do you have on your team right now, your company? We have 30. You have 30. And how many agents do you hope to have by, hope to have by the end of the year? Um, I think we're, we should end at 50 with attrition. Okay. So the, so, yeah, so, your, so your goals are really like through the year, it's almost like a 14 deals per year per agent because some of those 50 you'll get near the end of the year. So your average agent, you're saying, go get 15. Some of them will get 20 as you get to try to hit your, your 500 line. How does that compare to the year prior? Um, the year prior, we did 200 million and we had um, a lot more attrition that year. So it's kind of a misleading number to say where you're at agent wise. Last, um, last year, we, our attrition, especially given the market was pretty low. And we even added more to buffer for like a being conservative conservative about attrition. They say like on the national average, a team attrition is 50%. And so most of like, we put a grit test at the beginning. 
it's two weeks of intense training, three hours a day. They have to do um, activities, homework. And if they don't pass go, they don't, you know, go on our team. So just that uh, process alone weeds out a lot of agents that would have otherwise like just shown up to our team, wasted our time and not was not really committed to what our team's about. I love that idea of a boot camp. That's like you're saying, hey, come work with us. But to come work with us, you have to join the boot camp. But what are you offering that makes people go, hey, I want to come join your team and I'm willing to go through a boot camp to prove myself? Because that's because right now, sometimes people are struggling to recruit. And so as soon as somebody says, I want to come join your team, sometimes I think there's some people out there are like, phew, all right, great. They came to join the team. So now they're in. So I don't want to I don't want to to trouble. I don't want to I don't want to cause any trouble. So the so what are you doing that where people want to join you so badly that they're all about jumping into that boot camp? Well, it's all about how you position it. You know, it's like, oh, you got to come to some training. Well, yeah, no one's probably going to want to come to that. But when we're we tell them what it's about, about increasing your conversion, having a plan, goal setting, time blocking, um, by le- learning how to nail the buyer appointments, nail the seller appointments. I mean, so many experienced agents I know don't have a system for it. You know, every appointment looks a little different. So there's no, uh, I mean, this would be thousands of dollars if I were to charge you for it. And we're cha- we're always updating it. And you're learning from people that are selling two, 300 homes, not a broker that sold home t- 20 years ago. So it's the value proposition in itself. If they, if like what other six figure income can you make and not have to show up to work? I don't know. I've never heard of that job. So if you're like really committed and we tell people our team is not for the faint of heart, you know, if you're not like fully committed um, to, you know, grow a real estate career, like long-term and you're not willing to have be team oriented and show up, we have meetings pretty much almost every day in the week. You know, if you're not willing to plug in at this level, that's fine, you know, but that's just not for us. You know, if you want to kind of do this part-time while you're like trying to launch your baking business, it's probably not for you. And then um, we do have, as far as like our value proposition, like detailed out, you know, we detail out like in our presentation, why you would not want to join our team, you know, at support, the training, the coaching leads, you know, we kind of have like a princess package. I like to think of it as far as teams, team goes. And you know, our our like mission is to just have that world class agent um, agent and client experience. So, yeah, you know, from uh, I have a lot of people that reach out to me. They're trying to grow their teams right now, and it seems like the biggest thing that they're struggling with, or the biggest question they ask, is like, "What should my splits be? What should I offer? I'm not offering enough. They got these people offering stock options. That these people with 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 caps." You know, these people with other sorts of things. And and they're also getting a lot of pushback back and forth with their teams. I mean, it, people are just, no matter what, always looking at numbers and always looking at, like, what's in it for me and the pay. And so I can see how that's a difficult conversation. But, like, what what do you think the best combination for, for splits is? How do you present it? Anybody out there that's getting advice, when they're, when they're literally calling, going, like, hey, what splits should I do? Because I want to recruit and be competitive. And everyone's saying, well, if I join this company, I get stocks. Or if I join this company, I get a... I get a cap. What do you tell them? You know, there's like when I started real estate in 2003, like teams were not very common. Now they're so common that you could have like one independent transaction coordinator in your cat and call it a team. So like I hear all the time that, you know, oh yeah, this team's a 90% splits. I know team that you can join today for 500 bucks a month. He doesn't offer you anything and you don't get anything, but it's only 500 bucks a month. 
So when you're like have the mindset of like, yeah, we don't have the lowest splits and down because we don't, we offer, you know, the full gambit. Maybe you don't want to offer the full gambit and you, you know, you know, tailor your comp plan to meet that. But, you know, there's no like right, right or wrong way, but I see too many team leaders just giving away too much and not expecting much in return. Yeah. And what you mean by that, you're, you're saying like team leaders are either giving away too much value or too much training without mm-hmm. keeping enough of that commission share. Yeah. Right. It's like they want to get, they want to get a lot more agents, but they're going to have the agents keep 90% of the split, you know, 90, 90, 10 or something like that. And you're saying they're yeah, giving too much. The, like the, with the core values of like, you know, it's like, if you looked at listings, do you, do you think you've gone on a disc, like a listing that wanted you to discount their commission? Yeah. Like how many times have we been asked to discount our listing commission? Oh, well, I know this agent that, you know, does it for 500 bucks, you know? So if you have that mentality of a discount, like seller, you're going to have a discount team, you know? So if you like come with, well, yeah, I'm providing a lot of value, you know, for, for like an agent to provide, um, to be and have all the systems and everything that we offer, we've done the math. It would be like $168,000 a year if they were to run. And we're, we're getting so many team, like agents on our team now that used to run teams or used to run even brokerages, but they appreciate not having to carry that, those expenses that a team does. So, you know, there's a lot like better, like talent agent right now for it, for agents that want to grow. Yeah. I really like that. So the, so you just had a book come out. So the, so tell me, tell me about the book. Yeah. So I, um, I had a real estate broker once tell me like, I always, I was like a book nerd when I was a, well, I've always been a book nerd. And I said, I was going to, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And he's like, shut up or write the book. So I wrote the book, but it's called the Renaissance real estate agent, how to unleash the art of systems in your real estate business. And I explain um, how we're in the renaissance, how we are in a renaissance right now in the real estate industry. You know, what a real estate, um, renaissance real estate agent is, which is like mastering the foundations and then also innovation. And there's systems to everything, both personally, professionally, you know, um, it's really living your life by those systems and, you know, even, even spiritual system. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So the, so in your book, you talk about the systems. I mean, that's even what we talked about a little bit earlier on in the call, right? Is like putting your, you know, the, getting your CRM, getting the stuff in the database, having it fall. When technology can talk to technology, how many steps are you, are you saving? So I bet there's a lot of uh, stuff in that. So, and then, so the best way for people to find the books on Amazon, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The Renaissance real estate agent. And then any final thoughts of just uh, any message or anything you want to share with agents that are out there right now? Um, you know, there's so much that you can get into, but you know, one thing that, um, I've really like loved, you know, as I've grown in this business is, you know, they say the average person stops dreaming after they're 30. And when we think back, like when we were kids, like how big our dreams were and we're like, oh yeah, I wanted to be president of the United States. And, you know, when you're able to dream and you're you're, you like have, you know, people around you that believe in that vision and have those dreams too, that, you know, the bigger you think, you know, the easier it gets and the more exciting it gets, the more fun it gets. So, you know, don't stop short of your, like your big dreams that you've had for yourself. Go back to when you were a kid, think about that and, you know, like re envision, you know, a future that, you know, might be so much bigger. It scares you. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Go back to dreaming. And then if people want to reach out, they want to ask you questions about your systems or they've got deals in Scottsdale they want to talk about, what's the best way for them to find you? 
I'm on Instagram and I always check my messages. And so if you just Jennifer Wainer, W-E-H-N-E-R, I know it looks like Wiener, but it's Wainer. So Jennifer Wainer on Instagram. Jennifer Wainer on Instagram. The uh, We'll definitely connect on there. That's always my favorite way to get to chat with people too. The Instagram is a, is a really fun way. We've got mine's at Aaron Amuchastegui. There's only one Aaron Amuchastegui out there or at RE Rockstars for our podcast one. Jennifer, this was an awesome episode. I think it's really, really great. You know, you've been, you've been an agent for a long time and now you've seen a couple cycles, you know, and you're in one of those places in like in Scottsdale that's, that kind of sets the precedent that shows, you know, that stuff has been slowing down, but you're in a happy, good mood. You guys have like pivoted your, your, your team is, is moving forward and trying to go figure out how to make deals happen. I didn't hear you complain about the supply or interest rates or things like that. Just saying, Hey, it's challenging. And so we're, we're being a lot more targeted in our goals and our processes. So I really like that. So Jennifer, thank you for coming on the show and thank you for being a listener. Namaste. Thank you so much. Real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. All right. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.